Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey friends, welcome to Equine Energy Medicine. Today we're talking about kissing spine. So recently I um, did an elect, I guess you call it like an elective class, like a mini class. It's not really a mini class, but just a little e-class for you guys on kissing spine and how to help no matter the prognosis, the recommended treatment. And we talked about some things about how, how to assess and help uncover the root cause of kissing spine in your horse, right? It helps you to understand the reason that they are suffering and helps the class gives you concrete steps to strengthen and rehab your horse, no matter the recommended intervention or if they're post-op. So I want to talk a little bit about kissing spine today and let you know that at equineenergymed.com, if you head over to events, uh, and we'll be rearranging that that whole website soon because it's just, it's growing faster than I can keep up. But if you head over there to equineenergymed.com, you can grab that class for just $25 still. Uh, and the recording will be sent to you along with all the notes and all that good stuff. So let's talk. What is kissing spine? And <laughs> I'm sure there are some of you that are like, oh my God, lady, say it right. It's technically kissing spines, plural, but <laughs> uh, I can't say it that way for some reason. <laughs> so it almost always comes out of my mouth, kissing spine. But kissing spines are quite simply just overriding or impinging Dorsal spinous processes or ORDSP. So instead of calling it overriding dorsal spinous processes, we call it kissing spines. And basically all that, what that means is that the vertebrae in the spine are too close together rather than being spaced apart like they are in a healthy spine. You can liken this to degenerative disc disease in humans, except generally in horses, it comes less with age. Age is not never a root cause. I'll never say it's never a root cause, but generally we're seeing kissing spine for reasons other than age. And so what happens instead of being these dorsal spinous processes, which are the vertebrae, it's a piece of the vertebrae that sticks up and it's where you can feel along the top of their spine. Instead of um, being healthy, like spaced apart and a healthy spine, they are actually overlapping or two or more of those spinous processes are touching or impinging. So really mashing together and sometimes causing bone degeneration on those vertebrae. Uh, In some horses, and I say some horses because you would be surprised the number of horses that will have kissing spines show up on an x-ray, but don't have any quote unquote sign of kissing spine. But in some horses, this can cause a consistent low grade nagging pain. But like I said, lots of horses don't exhibit any clinical signs at all. Now, there has been some research in recent years that shows that the horses don't sh- that don't show signs of kissing spine. It could be that it doesn't hurt, but mo- more often than not, we find that it the ability for them to express themselves has actually been trained out of them. So what I mean by that is I, I, they're not necessarily a shutdown horse, but they have learned that showing their emotions, showing that they are in pain, and you have to realize the way horses show that they're in pain is what we would traditionally convince, conventionally consider acting out. That usually means punishment, pressure of some sort for them. And so oftentimes, especially if it's low grade, they the horse will not exhibit any 
clinical signs, any outward clinical signs at all. So really in the class, what I wanted to do with the class was give you guys holistic management options. And what I mean by that, I'm in no way telling you not to do what your vet says or listen to what your vet says. What I am suggesting is if your horse is exhibiting clinical signs of kissing spine and you've had a diagnosis of kissing spines, and then the recommended treatment options are generally surgery, sometimes rehab, but most often it's going to be steroid injections or surgery. We know that steroid injections over time, so repeated steroid injections, does nothing but degrade the bone and cause a whole other host of problems. So it's a temporary win, a Band-Aid, if you will. What a lot of people don't know is often surgery is a temporary Band-Aid as well because you're not addressing the root cause. So sure, you can get those dorsal spinous processes not touching each other, but you will have continued collapse and continued lameness issues in the horse of other in other ways. So in short, my goal is to give you root causes to address. And what I find most people do, or it seems like most of the people that took the class based on the questions that I asked them, and then most of the people that ask me questions about kissing spines, they have gone to the vet, they are on the schedule for surgery, or they've been told we're just going to have to keep injecting this thing every three to six months, or it's some combination of those things. And they're like, what can I do now? And so I've helped numerous people change the course of treatment that their horse needed. And so what that means is that we address the root cause and then go from the root cause to just until surgery, start working on rehabbing that root cause and then seeing if we've made any progression or all the progression and actually don't require surgery any longer. Um, And so that's kind of my goal is to show you that there are options. And even if you've already had kissing spine surgery on your horse, or you've already had a series of injections, meaning injections more than once, then you can still do these exercises. You can still apply this root cause method of looking at your horse, assessing where is what is wrong. And I, I go through all of the details of this. It's too much for a podcast episode, but I go through all the details of this in the workshop to determine what you need to do from here forward. And so I, I always liken it to somebody who has, and if you're new, if this is your first episode, I am a human naturopathic doctor who now practices on horses as well. And so I liken it to people, it's, it's easy for people to understand when I liken it to a quadruple bypass. So you have a heart attack, right? And I hope you don't, but say someone has a heart attack and they're rushed to the emergency room and they're given life-saving medical intervention, thankfully. And then they're told we got to have a quadruple bypass or more, right? Or a bigger bypass. And so you go and you spend six or eight hours in the operating room suite and you have a quadruple bypass. When you're done with that, all that has been accomplished is a Band-Aid. That Band-Aid saved your life. So absolutely have grace and gratitude and all the things for that Band-Aid. But you haven't addressed that root cause. So if you don't address the root cause of why you had the blockage, what was happening in your cardiovascular system prior to that, and I assure you it wasn't a a lack of cholesterol medication, that's for sure. But I could go on and on and on about that. But what I want you to understand is that even that big quadruple bypass is just a Band-Aid. That doesn't mean that in another six to seven years, if that long, you're not going to have to have that whole emergency situation again because you didn't address the root cause. So whether you've had surgery, whether surgery is prescribed, no matter what, 
taking the time to discover your horse's root cause for their kissing spine and develop a plan to make sure that you address that root cause so it doesn't ever have to be a problem again is the very best way to get this done. So let's talk about some signs and symptoms that might have you wondering if you should go to the vet for x-rays for kissing spines. And I get it, x-rays are expensive. I've had two horses now with kissing spines x-rays and they're they're not cheap. I, I totally get it. So things to look for, avoidance behaviors, inability to bend in a certain direction, cross-firing at the lope or canter, abnormal gait, difficulty maintaining a correct canter, pain in the back region that you can just assess by touching the top of their their spine, kind of gently pinching, attempting to bite at the girth as it's being tightened, um, not being willing to jump, irritability when being brushed, stiffness in the back or buckling. These are all signs and symptoms of kissing spine. And then physically, of course, you can see physically, even if they're not demonstrating any of those symptoms, because remember, those symptoms can be trained out of them is a dropped weak top line, heavy pecs, heavy shoulders, high lumbar vertebrae. So that's from the hips back to the tailbone, a weak hind quarter. So if you have um, anemic looking muscles in the hind quarters, a dropped belly, or a horse that is leaning on the forehand. These are all signs of kissing spine. And Again, whether you've had conventional treatment or no treatment at all, or you're just wondering, you can look at the, you can try these steps while you're waiting on your vet's appointment, right? You're waiting on their vet's appointment. And this is your first time to hear about root causes. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably know, I think this is episode 26-ish, 27. You probably know when you, it's episode 26, but A root cause simply is the root of what is happening. And often it's a combination of many different things. I like to to use, this is going to be an episode full of analogies, y'all, but I like to use the analogy of a tree uh, on the, if you look across your property, your pasture, wherever you are, out your office window, and you see a tree, right? The outward expression of that tree, whether it's healthy, whether its limbs are nice and strong, whether its limbs are crooked and the bark is diseased, whether the leaves are bright and green and it's got fruit or foliage or flowers or all three, whether it's brown, dead leaves or no leaves, all everything you see above the ground is the result of the roots, right? And it's not one root. There's not one root under a tree. If you've ever seen the tree roots on top of the ground or watched a tree being planted, no, it's tons of roots. Tons of roots lead to the outward expression of what you see. And so it's the same thing with kissing spine. It's a little bit narrower on some of these physical things. There might be fewer roots than if we're talking about something like EPM, which we'll be talking about in future episodes. But what I want you to know is that you can make a big big difference. Generally, what I see as a root cause for kissing spine is inflammation, right? Inflammation plus, and really it could be plus or, but inflammation plus or poor saddle fit started too young, genetic predisposition. Now, genetic predisposition you have to be careful with because just like in humans, in horses, genes load the gun and everything they're exposed to beyond their genetic makeup. So lifestyle, nutrition, uh, job, all of those things is what pulls the trigger and determines whether or not those genetic predispositions actually come to fruition. Trauma, training and activities, 
Toxin overload is a big one for kissing spines. Those are all issues. Trapped emotions. So go back and listen to episode 010. It's probably my most popular episode ever uh, on trapped emotions and and reaching that. Um, Other root causes include like imbalanced governing meridian, um, imbalanced conception meridian. So if we're looking at the energetic meridians in the body. And then, of course, a collapsed thoracic sling. All at which really a collapsed thoracic sling is a symptom, but you have to rehab that in order to heal kissing spines. But that uh, the collapsed thoracic sling has a root cause in all of those other things that we talked about. So I'll leave you with this. Regardless of whether you decide to jump in and grab that kissing spine workshop for 25 bucks or not, that's a-okay with me. I want you to do two things for me and for your horse and for you, right? No matter what they tell you the rehab is for your horse, whether you're post-op or pre-op, do not, please, please, please do not do daily belly lifts or daily butt tucks and avoid hill work. Those are the three most common things that I hear people, that I hear people recommend for horses with kissing spine. And I mean, natural practitioners, chiropractors, osteopaths, and veterinarians alike. They generally, um, prescribe belly lifts, butt tucks, and hill works to try to activate that core. And it just doesn't work. It's like trying to do deadlift without your core activated, okay? It's going to irritate it and it's going to make things worse. Now, if you're doing a body work session, like a one time a month body work session, you can include a belly lift, a butt tuck, but avoid hill work at all costs, okay? Now, I hope that helps somebody out there at least get pointed in the right direction for helping with kissing spine. Remember that it's not just what you see on film. It's not just what you see on the x-ray, that everything in that horse's body is connected and horses are master compensators. And so if you are looking at something on the top end of the horse, like their spine, then you have to look below that head to tail, ground to to spine, ground to pole, in order to see a complete picture of what those root causes could be. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.